Well, you only live once, maybe not. And this life right now might be all we've got. So let's contemplate the hereafter while we speculate with some laughter about this grim thing that happens to us all after that final curtain call. But before you take that final breath, let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I've got an announcement to make. Um, Due to some personal issues and uh, some health issues that I don't know where they're going to go, this is my last episode, at least indefinitely. Um, I may come back, and this may be it. So uh, it was a good run in case this is as far as it goes. But, um, you know, I wanted to finish out all my recorded episodes and at least get them out there so people can hear them. Because I figure if my guests took the time out of their day uh, to, uh, you know, share a piece of their life, the least I could do is share it with everybody else. And, uh, you know, so that's what I did. And, and I, uh, uh, you know, I, I have enjoyed what, doing the podcast. I hope this helps some people. Um, I hope it gets people thinking about what possibilities are out there, you know, after everything's all done here on earth for us. But, uh, you know, and that's one of the things is that I'm, I've decided I'm going to move into different realms. Um, as you may or may not know, I'm, I've been involved in film for 15 years or so now. And, uh, I've been wanting to do a documentary about Let's Laugh About Death. So I'm thinking about, uh, or not thinking about, I'm, I'm going to be pushing into that direction, at least trying to. Uh, I need to find, you know, investors or donations or doing GoFundMe or any of that kind of stuff. I really don't know where to begin on that. Um, Usually everything that I was involved in either already had investors or we did our own unique ways of raising money, Um, you know, like uh, fundraisers on our own and things like that. But it was a much smaller scale type project in some regards. On other regards, it had a whole ton of people involved. But that's something I'm hoping with the documentary is having, you know, people involved. People telling me their stories, their thoughts, similar to what I'm doing on the podcast here. Uh, in fact, my guest today, I uh, she was the first person I told about the documentary as you know while she was a guest, and she said, "Yeah, she's in, and her story's great, um, and our conversation is great. Uh, it's you know funny. We just kind of joke back and forth, but you know that's that's been the whole spirit of this podcast is is joking about, and not even joking about, but laughing with the concept of our own mortality." You know, we don't make fun of it. We don't sit there and post videos of people who have horrific accidents or anything like that. That, to me, is what some people, I wonder if they think the term, let's laugh about death, is like, oh, look at how that guy blew up. Wow, all that's left is, you know, his freaking arm. You know, that's disgusting. Um, That's not what this is about. And if you've been a listener, you know that. So, um, it's... uh, it's one of those things, though, that, um, you know, I, I felt very passionate about this project, and I still do. And, I, and I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to, you know, try and do a documentary to where maybe we can kind of wrap up in, in an hour and 50 minute or an hour and 30 minute package, you know, uh, um, what, what this whole concept is about. Because I know there's more than this. I know it. I mean, I'm facing my own mortality very seriously. Um, I, if you haven't listened to the last episode... 
I think I mentioned it on there. I don't know. My memory sucks so bad now, and it has for a while, but it's getting worse. So it might mean that my brain tumor is getting worse. But, um, you know, I've got the the brain tumor, and we're going to be going in and, and doing another MRI here. In fact, tomorrow, um, this time with more detail, so hopefully they can find out if it's tumor or if it's tumorous, if it's cancerous or if it's uh, – uh, benign. And either way, it's, you know, it's still dangerous, but benign is at least, you know, what my, my one brother Brian mentioned as the good kind. Uh, so if that's the case, if it's the quote good kind, then it's something I've got a little more time on. Um, but I'm not kidding myself. I've got, even under best circumstances, I probably got another 10 years, which sucks because shit, 10 years goes by so fast. And that, that you know, that brings up a another point is, is fucking just go for shit. I, I'm going to be honest with you. If, if I make it through this, if I make it through this, this whole ordeal, uh, whether it's a brain cancer or just a brain tumor, my dad had just a brain tumor, which I make it sound like a little thing. So that it might just be hereditary. It could be something that could be removed. His was removed. Of course he died from, you know, uh, complications of other things later on. He had awful health, uh, a dozen or more heart attacks and, open heart surgery and et cetera, et cetera. I'm a mess for other reasons. I got the diabetes or diabetes and, uh, you know, the, the, um, high blood pressure, of course. And, you know, the seizures, blah, 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 blah. I've got a laundry list of things that I've got mild versions of and yada, yada, yada. And of course I, I have no one to blame, but myself. I mean, I eat like shit and I don't take care of myself and I don't exercise and I don't, you know, so I'm not going to sit here and pull the woe is me kind of thing because I at least had some control in it. The brain tumor, probably not though. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, uh, focus on going and doing more stuff, you know? Uh, if, so if I do survive this, which I, I, I've got a pretty good feeling, I got a pretty good chance of making it through it, you know, but if I have surgery, that could change things. But uh, to quote Rick and Morty, I'm not going back to the carpet store. Any of you who've seen Rick and Morty, you know what I'm talking about. In fact, I'm wearing a Rick and Morty shirt right now. I love that show because it's not just dumb burp and fart type jokes. There's a lot of high concept. In fact, it coincides pretty well with this podcast of, you know, multi-dimensions, et cetera. But there's a, there's a scene in there where there's a video game. I might've even mentioned it before in the podcast where the video game Morty puts on this headgear and all of a sudden he, uh, he plays his character named Roy and in his mind, he lives an entire lifetime while he's playing this game. And he takes it off and all of a sudden he's like, holy shit, you know, what the hell happened? But while you're playing the game, you feel you are the character Roy. And uh, Roy gets brain cancer and he survives and then he goes back to the carpet store. And uh, Rick is like, what the fuck? You know, he says, you went back to the carpet store after surviving brain cancer? Boo. And, uh, and it's so true, you know, because I'm not going to just settle anymore. You know, and, and I had a friend tell me... Uh, uh, well, why, why, what's stopping you now? It's like, well, I got to pay my bills now, but if I survive this, I'm going to look at it as well. Shit. I could have died. If I died, what difference would it be? I mean, yeah, granted, if I died, my wife would get my life insurance, but how long is that going to last? So I'm starting to take chances now. In fact, I've got some other things in the works. I'm, um, uh, working on a, a dropship store with my wife doing t-shirt designs. We got some really fun designs and yeah, it's nothing new, but it gives us something to do together. You know, and it gives us something that if it starts panning out, it could be a source of income. And, uh, you know, I, the documentary, maybe that could become something that I could pay myself a little stipend off of uh, uh, working on another uh, uh, development project uh, with another friend of mine. 
and uh, more in the marketing uh, world. But, you know, having multiple sources so I'm not just stuck at a desk doing the same shit that I don't care about. You know, I mean, people that I work with love what they're doing. I don't. There's nothing wrong with what, you know, them enjoying it. It's just, it's not for me. You know, I'm a filmmaker at heart. I don't want to do IT work, you know? So, but anyway, enough about that. Uh, oh, one other thing I'd like to mention is I am doing a TikTok. So if you look up Let's Laugh About Death, I've been doing TikTok on there. I got a thing called TikTok Tumor Talk. So I give people updates on that, but I also just talk about nonsense, you know, because again, life is too short. Fuck it. I'm just, I had one the other day that I did that, that kind of, went mini viral. I got like 200 and some odd followers in a matter of a day, which is, you know, kind of funny, but, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a matter of just taking chances. Fuck what other people think. Fuck what people, you know, what the standards are. Go for your dreams. Go for what you want. Fuck getting the car so you can fit in. Fuck listening to the right music so you can fit in. You know, if you, if you happen to like the music that's trending right now, cool. But don't do it just to be popular and to be, you know, to fit in or whatever. Do what feels good to you. Do what feels good for what makes you feel complete. And I've kind of been one that doesn't follow the grain for a while, you know. Um, I do on some things because I like them, not because I feel I have to. But uh, enough about that. But yeah, I do want to say goodbye uh, or so long because, again, we don't know. We don't know where this is going. So to get on a happier note... My uh, guest today is Artisha Bolding, and uh, she and I have a great conversation. Uh, we laugh a lot, uh, and uh, and we we uh, you know we talk about her near death experience, and uh, it's pretty wild. Um, but she uh, <clears throat> she ended up uh, going into coaching after all of this, and uh, uh, she had a construction site accident, and uh, so. You know, that right there in and of itself, you hear construction site accident and your your eyebrows go up. So it uh, it's definitely an interesting conversation. And I uh, I really enjoyed this. And I think this is a good one to finish off with, at least temporarily uh, finish off with. And uh, Artesha, thank you for being my final guest or potentially final guest. So uh, here's my conversation with Artesha and enjoy. This is... Hey, it's Tim. How you doing? Wonderful, Tim. How are you? Not too bad. Sorry, I'm a couple minutes late. Got a... uh, uh, Of course, you know, with being in lockdown, I'm recording this from one of the rooms in the apartment, and I cannot get the air conditioner to turn off for some reason. I even turned it off, and it's still running, so I'm listening, and the audio quality isn't too bad, so we'll just let it go. I could probably filter it out, but anyway, that's why I'm late. (laughs) No worries. I deal with that. And I have a smaller, older home. So trust me, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) That's yes, I I totally get that. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. So basically what this uh, uh, what this format really is, it's kind of like what we're doing right now. It's very laid back, very, you know, informal. I don't ask any specific questions or anything like that. We just kind of, uh, you know, talk for a bit get to know you, get to know your background. And then at some point I'll ask you that question of, you know, what do you think happens when we die? Oh, right. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh well, and, and uh, you know, looking at your, um, uh, the, the note that you sent me through Calendly, the, you know, the fact that, uh, 
you know, you had a, a near fatal uh, uh, visit that, well, reading right off your thing <clears throat> yeah. to the ICU. And mm -hmm. uh, I like how you call it a resurrection. I want to make sure we call it that because I think that is that's a great term because it's like a more than just an epiphany or an enlightenment or anything like that. Um, but then the fact that you you motivate people to, you know, work on their business book or brand. That's awesome. It's like business and death. My two favorite subjects. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Lines right up. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. So but uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself or a lot about yourself. Okay. Uh, well, I'm here in Georgia. I've been back here for what, 10? No, actually closer to 12 years now. Um, I was born here, but I've lived in D.C., uh, lived in L.A. You know, I dibbled and dabbled in politics for a while. Wow. But okay. um, yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact. Fun fact, I I don't know um, how it's plugged into L.A. you are at all, but um, there was a very kind of controversial mayor, Antonio Villaraigosa, who I, who was my boss at the time, who mm -hmm. I had the biggest crush on. And I would <laughs> write letters to my mom like, you better get used to having a much older son-in-law because <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Fun fact, biggest crush. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, and speaking of death, too, you know, just, um, and, you know, listening to uh, pieces of a few uh, episodes, I, oh, um, you know, was just kind of thinking about death, you know, in my life and the fact that I actually historically haven't dealt with death well at all. Okay. Like, hate funerals, hate the whole scene. But, uh, you know, the older we get, the more we actually have to deal with it. Exactly. And um, what brought me back to Georgia was um, my grandmother's illness. She um, had just turned 90 at the time, and uh, we had her for four more years. So we lost her in uh, 2015, a few months before her 95th birthday. That was oh, my wow. last living yeah, my last living grandparent. And I mean, it hit me like a ton of brick, which she had been ill. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I came home. Uh, but you're never really ready. You're never ready for that. And so I, of course, could take solace in the fact, you know, I, I literally do believe she's in a better place, mm -hmm. but it, it still just really hurts. And I took the time to kind of reevaluate who I was and what I was doing. I was just like, who is this person now that has to move through the world with no grandparents? And if I'm honest, not the best relationship with my mom. Like, you know, it gets kind of tension yeah. there. So, uh, so yeah, that's just um, a piece of it. And then, you know, the business aspects. So um, I literally launched my podcast. I authored two books and awesome. am in the process of birthing my coaching business on the heels of this near-death experience. So life has been crazy, but it's really been good to me. <laughs> well, and that's, and I love hearing about that kind of stuff. I love hearing about people taking, you know, the reins of their own life and then doing something that can help others. That's, that's, that's the reason for this podcast itself. And honestly, I'm looking at doing something in the same vein kind of branched off of this where it's 
yeah, just getting people excited about life. And in fact, I call it get geeked about life, you know, because it's like, people. I love it. <laughs> well, but I get excited when I hear you're doing the same kind of thing. You know, I think I'm seeing a lot more people who are, you know, taking that whole leap to say, you know what, I've got a lot to offer. I've got experiences. I've got things I can share. So I'm going to go ahead and share it with the world and help other people yes. in the meantime. So yeah, yes. that is exciting. Yes. But, mm-hmm. uh, that, um, you know, what, tell, tell me more about the, uh, 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 you'd mentioned in that, uh, contact with me about having, you know, that near death experience. And then you just mentioned it. And, uh, I, I'm very curious. I, because I had a former guest on who had a, had one, uh, that lasted way longer than clinically possible. So I thought, um, mm, and he was actually mm-hmm. like clinically dead. Um, mm. for like an hour or something crazy. And it, it's just, it, it blows my mind that, you know, that they're able to yeah. re- bring people back like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, and so whenever people have that near death, it, to me, that's almost like they're, they're pulling behind, you know, pulling the curtains back on what happens. When we yeah. Go. And so I got to yeah. hear about it. Let me, let me know what, what happened if you don't mind, you know, me getting too personal. I know I'm an open book. You can ask anything awesome. or whatever. Love it. Um, so, uh, in 20, this is, tell me to hurry it up or cut it off, whatever. But <laughs> so in um, fall of 2017, I was working crazy hours at work, mandatory overtime, like literally 50, 60 hour weeks, graveyard shift at that, mind you. So mm. we started off 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Then, as if they were doing us a favor, they uh, brought it back down to the 50 hours. And then, so we would work 5 p.m. to 3 a.m. It's like, thanks, boss. It's the best and, thing in the world. Like, what were you doing? What was this? Like, what were you doing on that, that, that skeleton crew type of thing? You know, that night shift? Because I worked thirds. Those are miserable. But I never worked Miserable. 50. I was- miserable part-time and I, and I hated it, you know, and it was like, I, they offered me full-time and I refused it a couple times. Cause I was like, no. right. Yeah. I 50 Smart hours, guy. 60 hours. I couldn't even imagine you'd have no life. Well, Nuts. What, yes. What? So believe it or not, I'm the pretty girl. And I don't say that to be, you know, like, uh, prideful or anything, but hey. I was on a construction site. So I'm talking about hard hat, still toe boots, everything. Naturally, the guys didn't let me do too much. And, you know, I was just like all of y'all brawling men. I'm not getting ready to lift no boxes. But <laughs> I was working in um, the supplies warehouse of um, a nuclear power construction site. Wow. So folks will come in to get materials. I'm talking about like, look, pens, paper, paper clips, but then also like Class C chemicals, um, 100-pound <laughs> pipe pieces, like the whole deal. Well, like, you know, it was they insane. sell that at office. That's, that's like Office Max. You know, you go, you get your pens, papers, and then there's your, you know, your Class C chemicals. That's in aisle six. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, it, it was pretty, pretty nuts. And yeah. so then when you bring a bunch of crazy people together, then you put them on a crazy schedule and you have all of these crazy rules. It's just, you know, it winds up being complete chaos. So uh, yeah. um, that was nuts. But um, I'm thinking, so at the time I'm 38, well, you know, 37 going into uh, 38 years old. And, you know, I have great pay, great benefits, health insurance that I literally don't use and my health starts failing. Like I'm having chest pains. I passed out at work. Like stuff is just going crazy. 
And I hadn't even been to the doctor. Like I said, health insurance that I don't use. Um, and so, you know, you work in these crazy hours. So you think, okay, I'm not sleeping well. I'm not eating right. That has to be what's wrong. If I go to the doctor, he's just going to tell me to lose weight. So whatever kind of thing. But then I get to the point where I can't shirk it off. Like it gets really, really scary. Like, um, you know, whenever I tell this story, I vividly remember this, Tim, as if it were yesterday. So, you know, you pull up to the drive and you know i'm here down south have huge driveways um i had a little tiny porch at the time so i pull up into my driveway it's literally seven footsteps and then three up steps you know mm -hmm. to my from my car door to my house door by the time i got to my door to my home to stick the key in I felt as if I had run a mile. I mean, wow. completely winded, literally about to pass out. Can I even make it to the couch kind of thing? So scary. Anyway, so fast forward, um, I went to just this local, um, they do everything. They're like an urgent care and a clinic and a everything in one place. Like it's literally right up the street from my home. They got a bunch of money. So it's a nice facility or whatever. So I was like, well, I'll check them out. They'll take this card or whatever. Anyway. So, <laughs> um, so she, uh, the lady that I see, it's kind of a lady man team up. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. And I'm going to say they have a whole fancy term for them not knowing. But um, they're saying that your heart looks problematic and your lungs look problematic, but we don't know. So we're going to put you on some um, asthma medication and we're going to put you on heart. Uh, uh, blood pressure medication. So once you fix the other, it should all work out. You need both anyway. And me being the idiot, I'm just like, okay, you're the doctor. That sounds wow. good. Like, whatever. So naturally it just gets worse. And I mean, they're literally like throwing pain at the wall. It's really crazy. Uh. But fast forward again, I would be hospitalized four times. So Thanksgiving, I miss Thanksgiving with my family. Thanksgiving was the very first time I've ever spent the night at the hospital. Then I would be back in January. I would be back in March. First time I went into a coma, flatlined, woke up with chest pains because they had to beat my chest to bring wow. me back. Okay. Wow. And okay. then yeah, and then again in May. So I um and that's kind of that's the name of my uh show Bold Journeys has two Z's. Two Z's are for the two comas and two holidays I missed um with my family. Um and the kind of almost third holiday, but technically I was at home. Mother's Day of 2018 was when it all really, really blew up. I was at my mom's house slipping into a coma. And that's when I had to be rushed to the ICU. And the whole thing again, flatline, coma. And that was my longest hospital stay consecutively. That was 10 days, but, um, and this is what I send in the copy to everyone. That 10 day hospital stay, um, it just highlighted my purpose in a way that I don't believe anything else in life could have. And I literally shifted. I changed my life right there in that hospital. I began to send texts and emails while I'm hooked up to all these machines, while I have an oxygen cannula on, I'm telling people, listen, life is short. Go after your dreams. Love on the people around you because you may not get a second chance like I did. And yeah. so that's my life now. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, it's it's sad that it happened. And it's sad mm -hmm. that, it, you know, that it took that, you know, for mm -hmm. one. But but 
this is my thought is I do believe that everything happens for a reason to some for degree, at least, you know? And yep. uh, I mean, yeah, somebody cutting me off in traffic, maybe not, but you know, something like <laughs> that, <laughs> or maybe it's to get me to stop and think, you know, but anyway, yeah, could um, be, could yeah. Be. so the, uh, 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 the fact that that happened and you were, I mean, you, cause when you're sitting in the hospital like that, you're not out of the woods, you don't know what's going to happen. And so you're, you're having a foresight to send those messages and get that last message out. And you know, imagine if you had passed at that time, that would have been uh, something that would have stuck with a lot of the people that you sent that to yes. also. But more importantly, yes. you are now, you have a first hand, you know, life is short kind of thing. Because you weren't old. Yes. You were, you were right. not even 40. You know, that's, that Correct. is insane. Did they ever figure out what was going on? So, again, they literally have a word for it. So the actual file diagnosis. So I went into uh, congestive heart failure, but they still didn't really know why. So the diagnosis on top of um, asthma and sleep apnea. So, you know, my lungs are just kind of crazy town. Mm -hmm. um, but the overall diagnosis that they gave me is um, pulmonary hypertension. And so I'll explain it to lay people. All of my tubes are too small. The vessels in my heart are too small and the vessels in my lungs are too small. So my heart is working overtime to pump out oxygenated blood and my lungs are trying to, you know, um, cycle in the air in and out like they're supposed to, but everything's too small. Wow. Okay. And they never, mm -hmm. well, you said you'd never been to really the, to the doctor. And so you never would have mm -hmm. gotten that annual checkup or anything like that. So yeah, you wouldn't have noticed, but then, then again, you mm -hmm. went and they, they were giving you meds for something that mm -hmm. should not have just been meds. You know, exactly. I, and I mean, all types of dosages. I can't even tell you, I'm talking about breakouts. And I literally found out the hard way, a whole list of crap that I'm allergic to, which, by the way, fun fact again, all of the good dr drugs, like morphine, allergic, like I cannot have it. Percocet, allergic, I cannot, like I go off the rails, like oh, I had to be handcuffed to the, I wish I was making this up, I had to be handcuffed to the hospital bed because like I was having like serious crazy time on these drugs. And it's just like, wow. it's like you guys are playing, like it's literally the practice of medicine. It's literally yeah, it's, the practice. It's the practice. It's not the uh, the profession. <laughs> right. This is not the finals by the any finals, means. Yeah. This is not even the playoff. Like this is practice. <laughs> Oh man, that's I've I've honestly I've never heard of uh, of somebody having that kind of reaction to that because I'm going to be honest with you, I had I, I'm kind of a mess myself, but fortunately I haven't had those kinds of things where I you know went into comas and things like that. But mm -hmm. um, I I had gone into the uh, to the emergency room one time for kidney stones and they gave me a Ooh. shot of uh, they weren't that bad uh, uh they were like yeah they're not real bad cuz I, I went into the hospital another time for i started having seizures whatever long story everybody's heard it i'm not going to get into it this is your time but it's okay. uh, <laughs> the uh the guy next to me had real bad ones let me just put it this way they had they had a urine sample up on the shelf and it looked like iced tea it was just like oof yeah oh, he, he was in for surgery yeah mine were nothing his it, mine was a scratch compared to a knife wound, you know, but, okay. um, but they gave me morphine and oh my God, I could see why people get hooked on that. Honey. It, it was <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. yes. 
Yes. But yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. yeah, but the, the fact though that that yeah, you had to get handcuffed because it just it tripped you out that bad. But wow. You yes. Know? I mean, it was. <laughs> It, it, it was so, I'm not even going to tell. It was just, it was super crazy. Well, it was way crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, but hey, that's, at least they had the uh, capacity and facility to be able to restrain you so that you didn't, you know, injure yourself. Because, I mean, who would think that they'd have, well, then again, they have security people at the hospital. So that's probably how they had the handcuffs and stuff, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, and the thing about it is, you know, crime happens all over. So true. they have to deal with those folks, too. So they have to have things in oh, place. So yeah. it was just crazy. That is a good point. Yeah. Because people who are criminals coming to the hospital injured and stuff. So, all yeah, the time. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you mentioned. Uh, uh, let me ask you this. I, I, I only know of one other person who's ever actually been in a physical like coma type thing and mm-hmm. she described it as like almost like a like a dream that you couldn't wake up from kind of thing did you experience mm-hmm. anything like that like weird like floating heads in your dream or you know talking to you that kind of weirdness yes it was it was i don't want to say magical because i feel like that devalues it yeah. it was enlightening that's the word that, that, that i um, that i want to use um, so I traveled actually, um, my spirit or consciousness, whatever uh, we want to call it. I actually went to, um, at least two places that, um, that I can remember. So the one place I really felt, um, and the reason why I say resurrection, mm-hmm. um, because like I said, flatline. So I was out of here. It was only for a few minutes, but you know, a few minutes I, is still a long gone. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I went to this place that in my mind, after the fact, I identified as like the entryway to heaven. Mm-hmm. So I was in, you know, my full personhood and there were these three other uh, beings who, um, you know, I could recognize two of them as feminine presences. Mm-hmm. And then the other was um, masculine. Um, and they were there and kind of looking over me really caringly. Um, but none of them spoke except the um, the one uh, woman, um, if we want to call her that. Yeah. And I was really, I was, I was just scared because I didn't know what was going on. And she was kind of calming me down, and she literally held my hand, and I was like touching her face and her chest and everything. And I'm like, "Are you real? Is this real?" And she just kind of smiled at me and nodded, and I could see just flowers, like just miles and miles of beautiful plush flowers. I could smell them, the grass and everything. Um, And as I was taking that in, like in the few seconds that I was coming into understanding, okay, something good is happening. I think this is heaven. (laughs) I'm leaving this crazy world behind. Like this is getting ready to be good. Then she tells me, that I can't say. And I look at her with dread, <laughs> like, what do you mean? You got I your, can't your say. face pressed up against the glass, practically going, yeah. wait. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, um, and, you know, she still has my, I don't know. I, I feel like she had my hand the whole time, but if she let it go, she definitely had it again when she said that I couldn't stay. And she just kind of smiled again and nodded. And before I knew it, I was back in, um, in my present body back there in the hospital. And I just began to weep. 
like oh yeah like audibly and you know to the point you know that you know nurses came around it's the middle of night it's like 3 a.m yeah and um and this sweet sweet nurse younger girl she couldn't have been any more than 22 she was just like oh miss bolding are you okay and she literally wiped my tears with tissue and all i could do was just nod and just say yeah <laughs> i'm okay i'm okay it was just the like just if you can imagine the emotional roller coaster in that period of time it was just it was just crazy oh, it was I, just really really crazy i can i can only imagine you know but but i honestly one of the things you know you know and again the the, the whole point of the podcast is to kind of get different perspectives because it's one of those things that and i've said this time and time and time again we don't really know what happens until we're there that's you right. know mm-hmm. and and that's why I love talking to people who got close, who had their face mm-hmm. pressed up against a glass, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, and and some people sit there and go, well, you know, I didn't see anything or I had this or I had this. And it's like, OK, well, you know, everybody takes a different route to, you know, Disney World, you know, whatever, wherever you're going, you know, Florida or California. Yeah. You yeah. don't all have to take the same route. And right. someone I had on the podcast before said, you know, we all have different lives. Why would we all why would we all have the same death experience too? You know? So Oh, I love that. Right? That's right. I, oh, I love it too. And that's and 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 I, you know, Jill was her name and, and I just I gotta give her, you know, props <laughs> because it's like yes. that is that made my jaw drop. I was like, holy cow. And that makes so much sense. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I mean I personally don't think that there's you know, heaven or hell, so to speak. Like, in other words, I don't think there's necessarily a place where the bad people go where all of a sudden they're just obliterated type of deal. I do think, mm-hmm. though, that, you know, maybe you go through like a cleansing process, so to speak, you know, or or a processing center, you know, where where all of a sudden, uh, uh, you know, you've got um, uh, to go and, and almost almost like a like a rehab. You know what I mean? Like where you yes. are, you know, you were it's like, yeah, you were addicted to, to doing some bad shit. You know, so you, you can swear on this, by the way, um, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you were addicted to doing some bad shit and we're going to just, you know, help you out there. So we're going to put you in this, uh, you know, uh, 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 methadone clinic, so to speak. And we're going to help you reevaluate what you're you know, what was going on. And, you know, because, you know, morality, of course, is can be subjective to some degree. But when you're on I think when you're on the other side, that's going to be something where there's got there, it's not going to be deniable. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 I messed up, you know, yeah. or, yep. you know, you, you must not have because you were seeing you you were seeing the the, the fle- fields of flowers and things like that. Personally, I think that that would be, you know, you would almost like heaven becomes what you what you want it to be, you know, mm-hmm. where some people, let's be honest, someone, someone might see heaven as, you know, if they're, if they're an avid surfer, it might be a area with awesome waves, you know, or yeah. if, uh, right. you know, yeah. If you're, if you're a, a, a comedian, who knows, maybe, you know, heaven is you, you're doing a, a, a killer crowd every night, you know, who knows? I mean, yes. we don't mm-hmm. know what, what the afterlife really brings. And that's why mm-hmm. when you were describing it though, it was, it was incredible. I love the concept that you saw these figures because to me, I instantly thought of it like as a, uh, almost like social workers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> like they that is a perfect, now that's right. Yeah. You know, like they're bringing you in. They're like, if, if it was your time to stay, they would have been like, okay, here's what we're going to get you, you know, the intake process and we're going to do mm-hmm. it. You know? mm-hmm. it's like, nope, mm-hmm. sorry. You got to come back in a few years, <laughs> you know, hopefully more than that. <laughs> 
But uh, right. But yeah, and and you know, time is irrelevant. Once we're out of this plane of existence, time is irrelevant. So you might have it might yes. have felt like hours or whatever with you there, but it was only seconds. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I loved hearing that. And actually, I could totally picture it. The way you described it, it was just, I was, you couldn't see, but I was grinning ear to ear. I was like, that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's, Absolutely. you know. Now, you'd mentioned that was more like when you were in the, the coma side of things. Did they, did they, like, did the nurse say anything when, when she came and saw you were out of the coma or? So, um, they did not, they communicated a lot with my family um, because, oh, so let me tell you this other thing. Oh, and I looked it up. I should have um, kept my notes to tell you the actual term, but there is um, a type of uh, neurosis slash psychosis that you go through when you don't have enough oxygen to your brain. So you don't just begin to lose memory. Like you literally are in an altered state of consciousness and personality, right? So because of um, the issues with my heart and lungs, I was in and out of that state for a while. Like that was what the hospitalizations uh we're leading up to. So that March um, episode and then the final bigger, longer one in May, um, I was going through that. So um, almost as if um, as um, someone dealing with uh, multiple personalities. So the nurses and doctors were communicating. They didn't want to completely, you know, pretend like I was a kid or not there, but they were doing a lot of communication with my uh, family. So uh, there are some things that they didn't directly say to me, but I literally when coming out of um, the coma each time, you know, of course, I I knew where I was and I knew what was happening. That part I didn't lose, but literally losing time and not knowing what had happened the days before. So my husband told me that um, I was singing Billy Joel like at the top (laughs) of my lungs. Like, you know, for the longest time. Oh, that's <laughs> <was> awesome. Just... <laughs> Tim, are you really just going to laugh in my face like that? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> no, no. You, I'm, I'm going to, I will just, share. No, no, no. No, I know. I know you're kidding. But it's, it, well, here's, here's the thing is that I, I mentioned I, I, um, uh, suffer from seizures and that. And yeah, I've had maybe yeah. about a dozen now. And they're usually, uh-huh. they happen at night. And my wife she will, you know, she wakes me up. The first time it happened, she had no idea what was going on. So I ended up in the ER right. and that's how I, you know, saw the iced tea, you know, urine bucket and stuff. Um, yes. But uh, uh, then after they did all the tests and everything, I go, you know, I go home and, and, and I have them, you know, sporadically. I think they're stress induced, you know, but I can't, I'm seeing a neurologist here soon. Hopefully we'll get an answer, but whatever. It's been a couple yeah. years now. But the reason why I bring that up is every time I come out of the seizure for about 20 minutes, I can recognize faces, but I couldn't tell you what their name is. So okay. mm-hmm. there's, a, and, and, mm-hmm. and I have said some crazy shit. Like I, she asked me mm-hmm. the other day mm-hmm. what my name was. And I said, sandwich, you know? And it's like, I called her Irene Cobra one time, which, which sounds like some kind of, you know, James Bond <laughs> villain. Yeah. So I get it. <laughs> you know? And, and so you were coherent enough to where you knew the lyrics to Billy Joel, you know, for the longest time, but you weren't there entirely. So, no, you know, not at all. And honestly, I personally think that that kind of thing there where you're not all in your right mind, 
this mm-hmm. might sound, you know, a little a little out there, but again, these are all speculations. These are all what ifs. I honestly think that it's possible that you could be one foot in that other realm. You know, I totally believe that. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. I do. Cause I do. Yeah, you know, and and maybe maybe uh, um, you know, it's it's my 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 mom just passed away a couple weeks ago from uh, uh, she had dementia. You know, dementia, oh, Alzheimer's. I'm so sorry. Hey, I'm I'm genuinely happy for her. You know, because she. She was the way I described and the way you were talking about the Billy Joel and all that. She was like anybody who's got dementia or, or you know, uh, uh, Alzheimer's to that level. I'm not even sure what the difference is between Alzheimer's and dementia, to be honest with you. Um, me either. Yeah. I really to me, not. they're yeah, they're one and the same pretty much, you know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but they're in that state constantly, you know, but maybe mm-hmm. they are like the reason why I also say that is because she kept thinking it was, you know, different time periods, different, you know, 1960. Yeah. She would ask if my 14-year-old son, you know, it was married, you know, things like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's almost like, okay, well, maybe they're maybe they're going through time slips and they don't really know where they are because they're not really 100% there. And so, yes. uh-huh. you know, all ties in. So it's like, yeah, I, I totally believe in the whole quantum realm and, and multiple you know, dimensions and multiple, you know, universes, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that, this just fascinates me. I love hearing, I love hearing the fact that you, I'm listening to for the longest time tonight after this podcast. Yeah, no, so. me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening in a while. So oh, that's yeah, great. and that is so interesting too, because um, I do a lot of these interviews that you can um, imagine, you know, <laughs> we're in this, um, you know, podcasting bubble and I love when um, I connect with fellow uh, creators and hosts like yourself. And um, one gentleman uh, that I was speaking with, he does, um, and I'm a mindset coach, and he, you know, his show is based on mindset. And he just kind of pulled a rabbit out of the hat, and he was asking me about um, my childhood. And for what, I don't know what I said or what he picked up on, but he started to talk about music. And I would always sing, like I would sing every jingle on TV, everything that came on the radio (laughs) as a child, and pretty much still today. Like, I break break out in song at any time. Awesome. And so the fact that, right... (laughs) The fact, um, you know, that I did that when I was in those altered states and like, like if you let my family tell it, I mean, I was like raising the roof, like so (laughs) loud and just like full force. Well, hell, maybe to you at that time, it was 1983. Hey, you know, longest time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. It's just exactly. It's like that. that, But but, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, no, he's he's not something that's, you know, you're 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 tapping into childhood things. You're tapping into Mm -hmm. those, you know, because I mean, after all, we are. I I do feel that this existence is is like a ride is like a, you know, like a roller coaster, so to speak. And, you know, you're going to remember things from the past. You know, we have memories for a reason. And. Maybe mm-hmm. sometimes those memories come forward as a little more, you know, three-dimensional, so to speak, as opposed to just a, you know, a faint glimpse from the past. Yes, 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 yes. So the whole, it's, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy ride to him. It really is. <laughs> but guess what? I'm still, I'm just glad to still be here, to be alive and kicking, to have a chance to impact people positively that's what it's all about for me yeah well and having that positivity and having that enthusiasm for life i think is what a lot of people are missing because so many people are just 
they they I don't want to say they settle, but for lack of a better word, they settle on what they think was, you know, the the old American dream that we were all sold as a bag of goods where it was like, you know, that you get married, you get a house, you get a, you know, you have 1.5 kids or whatever that number was, car in the right, driveway. Right, right. And that's the American dream. It's like, no, I think a lot of people are starting to starting to say no. Life is too short for that kind of thing and I want to do that's right. I want to do what I'm meant to do. I want to do what my calling right. is, you know. And that's yes. that's I think that, you know, people need to recapture that whole confidence of when they were eight years old, you know, yeah. do that thing. Yeah. You know, you wanted to be a you know rock star or whatever when you were eight. Why not go for it now? Or, or you know, go do something, it. do it. Yeah. So it's yes. See, in a past life, I was a karaoke queen. See, you just pulling out all the stuff. See, you didn't know that. <laughs> I did not. You had no, no idea. That is awesome. I'm, yeah, that's I, so, my, my yeah. friend Chris, you were on his podcast. He actually. Yeah. His parents owned a campground and they had a karaoke set up and he was, that was the first time I ever did karaoke. And uh, uh-huh. I didn't do too bad, you know, so okay, uh, got a couple, right. yeah, I got a couple nods and stuff. So, but um, yeah, no, I, I love, I sing around the kitchen. I sing to my cat and my dog, you know, I just, whatever. So <laughs> I get it, you know, song, music is very, you know, you don't have to necessarily be a musician even to appreciate music. You know, I think music That's is very, right. uh, powerful um in that regard so but uh yeah i um so okay you got to tell me more about this karaoke queen thing so, oh gosh i shouldn't even brought it up but, uh, <laughs> you're in it now and right, and uh you know my for my girlfriends and i we would uh get together and this was um it, it, when i was living in dc and, um, you know, there's a certain area, Adams Morgan, for anyone who's listening that's in the area. <laughs> and they're like, you know, a ton of bars and restaurants. And they're just about two karaoke spots. And they, you know, would stay packed. But there weren't a lot of, believe it or not, there were a lot of kind of onlookers. There weren't a lot of people who actually wanted to sing. And so, you know, at the time, this is like in my 20-somethings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get that liquid courage and you. So, you know, me and the girlfriends, we just go up there and belt it out. And I'm just saying, like, we would sing, um, you know, uh, 90s R&B, um, nice. like In Vogue. I think <laughs> we may have done a little Destiny's Child or whatever. But when I tell you, and I'm not exaggerating, the crowd was cheering and like, come on, do some more. That's awesome. I was like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's very cool. Because uh-huh. usually, yeah. I mean, I've been to bars where they got karaoke machines and you know, you got someone up on the stage and they're off key and out of tune and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, well, they're having fun, you know, and part of it is they're drunk and part of it is, well, they just don't have that good of a voice, you know? And most of the time <laughs> when you can get the crowd to turn and notice you when you're doing karaoke, that's actually pretty impressive. So I got to, you know, hats off for that one. That's, that's impressive. Thank as hell. You. Yeah. So <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this then. What was, uh, what was your go-to song? Cause I had a couple friends, um, uh, who would always, they, they would always tell me about going karaoke. In fact, both of them passed away. I had, I had a lot of death at one time. I had two close friends and a sibling all die within a matter of like four months period of time. And the two, the two friends I'm talking about, they were the two friends that, you know, that had passed away, but, um, they would go out to karaoke and the one, the one would sing like some Frank Sinatra song or something. <laughs> and the one guy's my age, you know, it's like, and he's singing Sinatra. It's like, whatever. But, uh, they they always had that go to song. So what what was your did you have a go to song? Did you did you do that? Yeah, I actually had um, a couple of them. Um, the one 
was um the young lady's name is Sunshine Anderson and she has this kind of upbeat song about her man cheating on her and he's like oh baby it wasn't me and she's like no it, it it was you it's called um I've heard it all before and that that's just a hit that is just a huge <laughs> hit across every community everybody loves it. especially the girls they're like yeah you know it's like <laughs> empowerment <laughs> yeah and then. The other one, oddly enough, is also about a woman who got cheated on. Um, Blue Cantrell, who I feel like came to fame on one of these singing competition shows, but she has a really deep, soulful voice. And um, a big song for her that I absolutely loved was Hit Em Up Style. And, you know, she talks about getting revenge on her boyfriend who cheated on her. So, great nice, song. Nice, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what, though? Sometimes those, those breakup songs, though, are some of the most I don't want to just say emotional because most most songs have emotion but they're just the most put together songs I find you know because mm-hmm. whenever I'm like listen I, I listen to headphones and you know or I, I I'll do the radio while I'm doing dishes that's my that's my time mm-hmm. and it's like I find myself singing along with those kinds of songs and it's like my wife and I have a great relationship you know but it's a breakup yeah, songs same, yeah, you know? <laughs> but it, it's a breakup songs that I get you know that in fact one of the uh uh, one of the ones that I did uh, karaoke that that I was told, you know, and it was just a handful of us around, but I did, um, uh, uh, what was it? It was the uh, Sail On by the Commodores. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yes. yes. And, and I love it because it's such a great tune. It's, you know, and what's crazy is it's, it's one of those ones that if you don't listen to it, you know, if you don't really listen to the lyrics, it sounds like kind of a happy song. Right, you know? right, and right. it's like, and that's what I love about, like you said, that that uh, uh, Sunshine Anderson. It's you know, it's kind of an upbeat song, but it's about a breakup. You know, I love those mm-hmm. dichotomy songs, and a lot of times those breakup songs are like that. You know, they got yes. they feel kind of positive, but in the same sense, it's like, no, nah, there's something bad going on. <laughs> yes, it's just like, wait a minute, what's she doing to his car? Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, uh, so. I, I got a question for you then. So, what what got you? I mean, when you went from politics, what got you into construction? Money, money, and see, this is what I'm saying. My life has taken a complete 180, and you used one of my buzzwords, calling, or and I also call it purpose or unique assignment. I yeah, literally I like believe. Yeah, that we're born with a purpose, that we have something that we're supposed, a mission, if you will, to complete while we're here on earth. And I was so far off pace with what I was doing. I was all about money. I was just like, if these people are crazy enough to let me on this construction site (laughs) and they're going to pay me, pay me all this money, like, shoot, why not? Yeah. And no idea what I was getting myself into and, you know, that it would lead to a demise of sorts. But so happy that, again, I was able to resurrect and turn my life around to do what I was meant to do. And guess what? This is the secret sauce right here that folks need to know. The money has come. The money has come. I was completely out of work for two years because um, I was on 24-hour oxygen support. Damn. When I left that hospital in March, I had to have full cannula. I had to have the big, ugly 
concentrator installed in the home with that 100-foot oxygen core, which is oh, the wow. craziest darn thing. You know, so you can literally walk all over the house with it. Yeah. I have to keep on the oxygen. So it's like, like, a, like a CPAP machine with like a 100-foot tube. Correct. Wow. Correct. Yeah, but I, I had to wear oh. at all times. I'm talking oh, about shower. God. Oh, my God. Everything. You understand what I'm saying? Wow. And then um, I am a Christian. I'm really big on faith. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't able to attend church services for quite a while. Mind you, I'm, I'm retaining all types of fluids. So I'm swollen. I literally went 120 days without wearing a closed-in shoe. I couldn't wow. even put on a traditional flip-flop. I had to have an oversized slipper, like two sizes bigger. Like I was that swollen all the time. It was so, so miserable. So I, when I say I'm thankful to still be here, I am truly thankful to still be here. And, um, you know, just through following doctor's orders, through practicing my faith, um, I have healed. I'm on a lot less medication, still on some, but on a lot Mm. less medication. I do sleep uh, with a CPAP. Like, actually, it's a BiPAP. I still have to have two-way support, so that's crazy. But Okay, so I was wondering about that because I'm on a CPAP, but the Mm -hmm. BiPAP is, what, in and out then? In and out, yeah. And it's, like, on the highest settings. Oh, wow. It has to, like, breathe for me at night. Like, my numbers are super crazy. Like, it's only 60 seconds in a minute, so I literally stop breathing, like, 50-some-odd times per minute at night. Holy shit, what? Is that nuts or is that nuts? Holy cow. I Honestly, that's, like, more than every second, damn near. You know, well, I mean, there's 60 seconds in a minute. That was stupid, Tim. But, <laughs> but no, but, you, but it's but like it's 20 minutes yeah. like every second. That is insane. Yeah. Wow. Insane is so what, right, are, you so. Know, what, what, what do they do for you if, you know, if they can't, if that's not enough? Well, knock on wood, thank the Lord and everyone else involved that it's it's been enough. And so I am still currently taking um, medication that um, regulates my heart rate because my heart rate, like at rest, you know, average person is, you know, about 90 or 100 at rest. That's normal heart rate. At rest, I'm like 115. My heart is just like working yeah. overtime. So I take um, meds for that. And then, fun fact, <laughs> I have to take uh, Cialis, but it, it doesn't do the fun, cute stuff. Like, it's, it's literally for my heart. People don't know that, you know, that was just a side effect. You know, the whole erection thing. Can we yeah, say yeah. On the show? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I said shit a few times, so yeah. But, but uh, um, it was actually meant to be heart medicine, so I actually have to take it for what it was meant for. <laughs> and I have to a- make my husband stay out of my pills. It's like, stay out of my pills, dude. <laughs> He's going to kill me when he hears this. <laughs> it's awesome, though. I mean, talk about a happy accident, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you understand? <laughs> Like, well, that is, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, out of a hundred (laughs) trials, oh, that is, I I did not know that. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. still, so if you've got, yeah, you're on, you're on the, the, the thinners and that. And what was that called again? It was, uh, you, you had uh, the pulmonary. Pulmonary hypertension. The full name is pulmonary arterial hypertension or PAH, but we usually just call it pulmonary hypertension. Okay. So, and that, and again, you said that's because the, the, basically the plumbing is too thin in your veins. And Correct. Stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. wild. That is, uh, mm-hmm. 
but it makes sense why your heart's pushing harder because you're it's like you're trying to push a you know a, a fire hose worth of blood through a garden hose and so it's that's exactly yeah, right that is yeah mm-hmm. that's scary but at least they figured out what it was but you know that that right there is what's scary is is i've i've known people who are you know, and, and I go see a doctor and I know they're just human, but it's like you go there hoping that they're going to have an answer and for them to do something like, well, just try these couple meds. It's like, you, right. you know, God, you, right. pa- you passed out damn near walking seven feet. That to me right away raises a red flag. That's more than just a couple meds, you know? Yes. And what infuriates me is what God bless Google and WebMD. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. But what infuriates me is if you look at uh, what morphine actually does and what it's prescribed for, the fact that I was having all of these indicators and like one of the first things that they wanted to give me was morphine, that infuriates me. Yeah. That yeah. infuriates me. And then uh, on top of that, you know, I had the adverse reaction to it. So that like, you know, but I choose to walk in the joy because yeah, I am truly no, totally. blessed because... Yeah, because it didn't have to be this way. I, In fact, this is the other thing, too. So, you know, I told you I was literally right there in the hospital. I began to journal. I began to send emails, texts. Like, and I think the thing about it is um, some folks uh, kind of thought I was still in the altered state. But I had definitely, you know, come back down to normalcy at this time. Mm-hmm. But I was telling, like, I was telling people my dreams. I was like, I'm going to write a book when I get out of here, I'm going to start a business. Like, are you going to partner with me? What are you doing with your life? Like, these are the conversations that I was having. But even before that, a few days before when I wasn't quite sure if I was out of the woods, like I literally, I told my husband, my husband, my mom and my sister, I call them my three angels. They mm-hmm. literally were my care team. And I told them, I was like, look, I I was like, I think this is it. And I was so uncomfortable. I had become depressed and I had actually prayed for death. And, you know, they were angry when I verbalized that to them, you know, kind of like, how dare you yeah. or what have you. And I'm like, but you're not in this body yeah. having this existence. You don't understand. Right. But, uh, Tim, I really thought that it was over. So I told them I was just like, whatever plans y'all need to put in place go along with it. I was like, and you need to tell each and every one of our family members if they want to see me, they need to come say goodbye. So they did like my aunts and my cousins started pouring into the hospital and like the whole ICU, everyone like knew my family and it's just like, okay, two, you can come in now to kind of thing, you know. Um, But, you know, I was just telling them how much I love them and, you know, I appreciate the memories that we shared and I really thought it was done for. But like right around that fourth day, I was like, okay, so God hasn't collected me yet. So I was like, maybe I'm going to actually stick around. You know, like I still thought even with the whole experience and the being that told me that I had to come back. I thought it was like going to be just for a few days. Like, okay, you have to tell some people yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, say your oh, last I, words kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I completely thought that's what it was. But like I said, right around day four, going into uh, day five, I was just like, okay, this might be longer than I thought. So I, I began to make plans. You know, I began to talk about, uh, you know, what I would do if I was actually allowed to leave out of that hospital, not in a body bag or box. And I'm I'm just so, so thankful. And like I said, what I was chasing after, which was financial stability and money, I've been blessed 
to have that doing my purpose driven oh, work. To me, that is now the new American dream, you know, yeah, to do absolutely. your passion for a living. That's what I'm, that's what I'm chasing. That's what I'm trying to do, yes. you know, cause I, yes. I work in it and I hate working in it. You oh, know, yeah. I've been doing mm-hmm. it for 20 some years and it's like, I really yeah. want to do something creative. And so it's like, yeah, I, I, so I finally was like, okay, I'm going to start it myself then, you know, and that's a podcast and I do films and things like that. But it's like, I want to be able to just fully do something that, that helps other people and is able to keep the lights on. You know, I'm not, that's I'm right. not looking to get rich. If it happens, I'm right. not going to complain. I don't, I'm not one of those right, ones that right. says money's the root of all evil. It's like money is with money. You can help more people. You know, that's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but that's not my main motivator because, you know, you, you you listen to some people who've got money and they're like, yeah, after a certain point, it's really just more money. Then that's it. You know, it doesn't buy, it really doesn't buy happiness. You know, that's right. Um, Biggie Small said more money, more problems. Yeah, you just have totally. a different level of problem. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you hear about people who win the lottery and, you know, and all of a sudden two, three years later, they're broke because you know, all the hands come out and everybody wants some. And then people get mad at you because you gave, well, you gave them 20 grand. You only gave me 10 grand, whatever kind of stuff, you know. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's like if you make a bunch of money, just keep it quiet. <laughs> you yeah, know, secretly real. help yeah. people, you know. But, uh, yes. you know, but you, you mentioned you call it a resurrection in that. And, you know, and you said uh, uh, you were you were planning your final goodbyes and you were planning all that and your life turned around. Maybe the old you did die. That's what I firmly believe. The woman who went into that hospital frail and sickly and in an altered mental state. She is no more. I came out literally a new creature and I love the new me. Love it. That's yeah. That well, and this is, this is the, the me that you were bent to be, you know, that's exactly right. That is, uh, that is so cool. That's I, I love, I can, I can picture that whole, you know, not, not making bargains, but basically saying, Hey, if I make it out of here, this is what I'm planning on doing. And you went for it and you did it. You know, because I, I, one of the times I was in the hospital, it was for something completely different. I won't get into the details, but it was gross. Um, Okay. They thought I had C. diff and I didn't. So, (laughs) but I was in the hospital and I actually wrote a note to myself and I, and I kept it in a, in a memory, you know, and I, I grabbed a couple of the, uh, um, uh, like, you know, those hospital notepads. And I wrote a note to myself basically saying, you know, here you are standing, looking outside these windows and there are people in this hospital who are never going to leave. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and there, and, it, and hap, it's happening right now. There are pe- there's somebody dying right at this moment who is pleading, yep. who is who is bargaining, saying, if anything, you know, if I could get out, I promise I won't X anymore. I won't blank anymore, you know, or I wish I could do this. I wish I could. Well, hell with, you know, COVID. There are people who yep. are, you know, blocked off from family that are just not going to be able to see their family again. And they're not going to make it out of that hospital, you know, yes. and that's. And so the fact that you, maybe the fact that you were making plans for the end was like a test, you know, was almost like a, okay, so you planned, you're, you're okay with dying. Because my thought process is, and this is one of the things that I came to a realization with this podcast too, is the worst thing, if the worst thing that can happen, I mean, other than something bad happening to your loved ones and that, but if the worst thing that can happen to you is you die, and if you're okay with that, then what is there to fear mm-hmm. of going for your dreams? That's right. That's right. You Absolutely. Know? So you were fe- you were facing death and you were okay with it. 
And so mm-hmm. it's that that you know th- that right there was probably the the reset switch that lets you go for it, and now you're doing it, and you're and you're living it, and you're killing it. You know, so that I love yes. hearing about that. Yes, absolutely. It's it's really an exciting place to be in, and if you could, if you would have told me, you know, four years ago that that would have happened, you know, I would have called you a dirty liar and told you to get away, you know, (laughs) and there's no way I would have signed up for it, but being on the other end of it, having gone through it, I'm really thankful. It didn't at all feel good at the time, but I'm so thankful to be where I am now. And that's, so are you, you're not doing, you said you were doing the, uh, the, the hose with the oxygen and all that, that how long has it been since you were doing all of that kind of stuff? Uh, so it's been, it's been quite some time. It's been several months now. So I'm okay. very, very thankful for that. As yeah. a matter of fact, yes, because I did not, I was thankful that I didn't have to go into 2020 with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, every now and then if something gets a little, you know, belabored, then, you know, I have it there. But as far as full-time support, I have not had to do it this year. And I'm so thankful. Yeah. Well, and it, and it was good that you went into 2020, you know, cause you didn't want any bad stuff to happen in 2020. <laughs> Seriously. All right. <laughs> Could you imagine having that on top of this year? Holy on crap. top of everything else. <laughs> Man, uh, this has been so crazy. Oh, and mind you, insane. again, uh, it's just, it's just, it's so much. But it's- you know what? I, I, I subscribe to a couple people on YouTube who kind of, for lack of a better word, are into the woo-woo type stuff. You know, that whole other other world type of you know universe etc cetera, etc cetera. and i'm open yeah. to anything i'm open i i'm very open-minded i'll listen to anything and give me give me theories and philosophy etc and uh a lot of people look at this as like we're we're in we're in a, a reawakening you know mm-hmm. globally mm-hmm. and so it's like maybe this is meant to be your time because you said hey i don't want to go into 2020 like that and now you're doing all this and you got the books and you got all the you know the the coaching program and that maybe right now is the perfect time for something, what you're trying to do. Yes. Yes. Who would have thought? Yeah. You know, cause it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, I'm starting to really learn just the other day. I had an epiphany about my job and it's like, you know what? I'm not going to look at, I'm not going to look at the job as a, I got to go in and punch the clock. I'm going to start looking at my job. Like, I'm an independent contractor who happens to just get a W-2 and I'm going in because I'm choosing to be there for one. I mean, yes. I could quit. Mm-hmm. Anybody could quit yeah. the job, you know, mm-hmm. I'm choosing not to. I saw a video where a guy talked about this and it really set with me is, you know, you're choosing not to or you're choosing to be there. Um, but I mm-hmm. added on to it. It's like I'm choosing to be there and it's kind of like, um, you know, it's I'm like that, like my employer is almost my, my customer, you know, I'm yes. selling them my time rather yes. than I have to be there, you know? Yes. And so, yeah. So it, it's just, again, it's a mindset thing, but it's, yes, it's all about mindset. And mm-hmm. today I had the weirdest feeling when I woke up, it was crazy. I had this feeling and every once in a while, it's almost like the other side is talking to me. And I'm not just saying that because we're, <laughs> we're doing a podcast today about talking about that stuff. But I woke up today and I had this almost like a, wasn't like a deja vu, but it was in that same, you know, spectrum of, of mental feeling where you feel kind of like not bad, but just off. And it yes. was almost like I had this, this sensation of, um, like 
something telling me, yeah, you know, this is all trivial, right? You know, this is all, you know, almost like a matrix, but not like we're in a matrix because we're computer programs, but like we're in a, we're in a video game. Almost like I've seen, there's this cartoon I watch where they had an episode where it's like that, where people go and play this video game out for its whole life. And they're a virtual person, almost like that's what we're doing. Like we're on yes. the other side. You know, and some would call it our higher beings, our higher selves, that this is like that video game. And I and I for a moment today, for about maybe 20 minutes, I was having a glimpse back at the other side going, yeah, you know, this is all just you don't don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I love that. I love that. And it's kind of like, you know, it was popular in the what the early two. 2000s don't sweat the small stuff totally this stuff is so small yeah yeah no it totally is it totally is one Mm -hmm. one one of the funny one of the funny things i saw speaking of old sayings is that that uh uh dance like no one's watching because they're not and then but but i added on to that i said yeah because they're looking at their cell phones that's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Because they're not. Yes. Everybody's focused on their own stuff. So it's like, go for yes. it. And and yes. failure, failure is just a learning process. You know, I mean, my yes. thing that I fear the most is is losing time. But then something occurred to me the other day. You know, I, I have these little mini epiphanies all the time where it's like, it, it, just do something. Doing nothing yes. is, is just nothing. You know, do right. at least something. If I, I it, it's like I'm worried about wasting time. It's like I got a couple different projects that I'm, I'm focusing on. It's like, well, which one do I go for? It's like, well, if I don't do any of them, none of them got done. None of them got attempted. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I'm usually, I'm usually stifled from over you know, over analyzing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed mm-hmm. to just going for it. So, you know, and that's that's right there why. You, you know, doing, doing that whole, uh, how did you word it? The birth of their business book or brand. I love that. That yes. is, you know, that yes, is yes, so yes. cool, you know, and it's, yes. it's, it's getting people excited about what they should be doing. Yes. Yes. Cause everyone has that passion that burns inside them. You have that thing that, you know, just makes you perk up that, you know, you would literally get out of bed for. Why not go for that? Why not go for that? Yeah, no, that's exactly. I mean, because we all have that thing that we can lose ourselves in it for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's Facebook, not Facebook. Not fa- no, no, no. Yeah, besides that, that, but like that that productive thing, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Where all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, I forgot to eat, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like because you you're mm-hmm. just so engulfed in it, and it's like. You know, if you could find that thing where it's it, it really draws your focus in a positive, productive way, that's the thing to go for. You know, yes. I mean, my my brother, my one of my one of my uh, my oldest sibling, he was a like chemical. He was a chemical. This is funny. He's colorblind and he worked as a chemist. So figure that one out. Um, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so he went from being a chemist to uh, and he had a high school diploma. You know, he might have gotten certifications and stuff, but it's like he became. The, but then again, this was back in the early 80s, late 70s. So, you know, a lot of things changed since then. But uh-huh. regardless, the reason why I bring him up is he went from that and then went to sales and then went into, you know, all kinds of uh, 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 I think he got into real estate for a little while, you know, and did each one for probably 10 years. And he uh, uh, now he's building little like 
gnome houses out of wood. He grabs a piece of wood and he carves a little, and it's got like a door and he paints windows and they're, they're actually really cool. And he started off as just a hobby with it. And yes. now he's got a little side business, you know, and mm-hmm. he's got, he's got, he's got people who like reach out to him for gifts and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you'd have asked him this 10 years ago, he'd have been like, yeah, whatever. Right. You know, and that's right. the thing is mm-hmm. there are people that, you know, if it's, it, it, you can make a business out of damn near anything. Oh, yes. You mm-hmm. know, and that's, I would love to see more people just going for it. So I'm yes. so glad that you've got, you know, you've got your coaching. What, what, what do you call it anyway? Oh, oh gosh, you're pulling an exclusive out of me. Oh, oh my no, goodness. No, no, don't share it. Don't share it. You know what? I'll tell you what, this episode, I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to probably come out about three months from now. Cause I, I relaunched my podcast in uh, June and I reached out to a bunch of people and, uh, and I got a big influx of people. So I've got, I've got episodes, um, you know, queued up for a few months. So I do want to okay, let you know cool, that it's cool, going to be cool. a few months. So if you've got it ready to launch, shoot me an email and I oh, will yeah, put it in the show notes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes, because um, by, in three months, it will be um, up and going. But I will say this. Uh, I have been doing everything because um, my parent company uh, that I started is T-Bold Media. And so everything's on the website, tboldmedia.com. Nice. But I am very very excited to announce that I am launching ArtishaBolding.com so folks can connect with me, they can schedule calls, and they can get that one-on-one coaching because believe it or not, a lot of uh, my clientele and business um, come from of course, you know, word of mouth uh, clients refer others, but a lot of folks who uh, maybe haven't met me at all at all have a direct connection come through social media so uh, I want folks to be able to go to um, my site that focuses on um, direct serving the uh, clients and I'm very excited about that nice nice I love I was I was hoping you were going to do something with bold in it that's perfect yes (laughs) (laughs) I was like that's great Um, so what what do you do with t-bold media what exactly is that then so T-Bold Media um, literally is the media arm. So that is where folks can get uh, the you know latest and greatest of the podcast and um, the books. Okay. The very first book uh, that I released is Journal for Your Journey. And that was why I even went on GoDaddy.com mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. a website. I was like, folks need to know about this. So um, the information and I have, you know, ebooks, print books, everything, that's all on uh, tboldmedia.com. And then they can also connect directly with my socials on that website so i'm excited about um, the relaunch and everything that we're uh we're about to do in a little bit here so um you know so that folks who really uh are looking to have conversations about uncovering their purpose and even if they have their own uh near-death experience things like that i want folks to be able to um connect with me in a real way that's awesome yeah <clears throat> and having a, a, a almost like a support group, you know, and and honestly, I would love to, uh, you know, get get a, an, at least an ear in the room if you could, you know, because I near death experiences and things like that just fascinate me, you know. Yes. So that's uh, uh, well, and I will make sure to share 
share all those in the show notes, you know, when the episode comes out. Um, in fact, I'll shoot you an email here to get all those. So I have the correct spellings of everything. Um, but when yes. the show comes out, we will put all that right in the show notes because I love to share that information because, you know, it, 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 with any podcast, it's, it's to introduce people to new outlets, you know, to new yes. people, you know? So yeah, I totally believe in that. So, uh, that's awesome. That is very cool. Um, I'm so glad. I'm so happy that you're doing this because I love seeing people just going for their dreams. That really, it just it lights me up. So, me too. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's exciting. So, anyway, um, yeah. I, uh, I I really I really enjoyed having you on the show. And um, you know, is there any last words you'd like to tell anybody? I mean, not last words like you know you're going to die soon, but you know what I mean. <laughs> But uh, is there any last things you'd like to say, you know, before we wrap it up? Um, if I would leave folks with a final word, it would be this. You literally are the architect of your own life. You design what it is that you see. So make a brand new blueprint. Don't live in misery. Don't live in regret. But draw out that new thing and live a life of purpose. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and I know I said final words, but do you have any advice for people? Because a lot of times people have that whole thing of, okay, well, how do I do that with a nine to five job? How do I leave mm-hmm. that nine to five? Do you have any advice for people in that? That's something, honestly, you know that's what? something I struggle with, you know, because you, you read up and they say, well, have six months worth of savings. I don't know anybody who has six months worth of savings, you know, of, of expenses. No, you know, absolutely not. And, <laughs> absolutely I, and not. it's like, yeah, that's easier said than done. So how do you how do you help that person who's living, you know, not even paycheck to paycheck? And what, what, what advice would you have for them? My number one piece of advice is it starts with the mindset. You have to be brave enough to say what you want. And then you have to step over into that confidence that you can actually do what you want. Even with the example of your friend, he could literally work himself out of a job. He could do those gnome houses full time if he wanted. They're collectors that live for that stuff. So you have to believe that what you have to offer, there's someone who lives for it. There's someone who's waiting for it. So this is what I tell folks. Listen, I look at Damon John, okay, the shark guy. I look at Oprah, right? I look at Sean P. Diddy Combs. Mm -hmm. These people have their goals in front of their face every day. And guess what? They don't necessarily get eight hours of sleep, folks. So the thing about it is, if you want to do something different with your life, if you want to live the life of your dreams, you're going to have to be willing to sacrifice. So you're going to have to sacrifice those old mindsets and you're going to have to sacrifice some of that sleep time. So you're either going to have to be willing to go to bed later or get up earlier and spend some time every day doing something that's in alignment with your goals, whether it's working on that business plan, whether it's painting that house that someone is going to purchase from you for the gift. Do something every day. And before you know it, 
that time slot where you're working on your thing versus your traditional nine to five is going to increase more and more. And the resources will come along. It starts with the mindset and the passion. The resources will come along. I promise. That is the best answer I've ever heard about that. Cause I've, <laughs> I've, 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 you know, I had that question all the time in the back of my mind because it's like, you know, I always see that same answer, you know, of have that have that savings or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the way that you just put it, something about that wording about devote that time and that time that is devoted to your passion or however you worded it is going to increase. And that makes sense. Yes. The, the scale is going to tip in favor of your passion. That's right. That's Love right. It. I just I want to just touch one more second yeah. because no, please. it really and I just found this out last year, just kind of doing a little more research. Um, this shark, Damon John, he was working at Red Lobster before <laughs> he began to launch his multi-million dollar clothing line. Now he's a major investor in all of these businesses. And he just started a couple of years ago actually doing business and financial coaching. So if he could, I'm talking about Red Lobster. Yeah. Okay. If he can do it, if that doesn't inspire you, man, I don't know what will. Yeah. I really don't. Because that right there, that Red Lobster job is what more Americans have that kind of a job. You Correct. Know? <clears throat> very few people have that six figure income that, you know, they, that they just assume you have to be able to save up six months worth of savings. Come on. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah, if, if he's able to do it, it's a matter of persistence and it's a matter That's of exactly how hungry, right. you know, it's, it's yeah, that, that was great. That is great. So I'm glad you said that because I, I've, I've wanted a good answer for myself as well. You know, it's not yes. just for the listeners. It's me too. <clears throat> excuse me and it's it's just uh um that was a great way of putting it i love that because i literally pictured a like almost like a scale like a like a uh, uh what is it, a seesaw you know where the, the hours that you have at your job and then they slowly bounce in the opposite direction so yes hey yes artisha i really appreciate you being on i really appreciate you sharing everything I know we said goodbye already, but this is the official <laughs> goodbye now. So, again, I do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you have yourself a, a, a great, you know, run of everything. So, who knows how much time we all got. And I hope you are able to run this thing for a while, build yourself a legacy, build yourself a dynasty. That's what I'm shooting for. Absolutely, Tim. We are going to be just crushing it, crushing it. <laughs> changing the world. You Thank you it. so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. You have yourself a good night. You too. Thanks. And that was my conversation with Artisha Bolding. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, go to her website, T, like Tim, boldmedia.com. tboldmedia.com. And uh, I'm going to put all the other links and everything that she gave me, our Facebook, Instagram, etc. on all that in the show notes. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely check out her website. And again, thank you for joining me on all these episodes. Uh, I hope to be back. Uh, but again, you know, we're going to see where life takes me or death takes me. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, in the meantime, have yourselves a good day and have yourselves a good life. And uh, don't go back to the carpet store. Ever. <laughs>